Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Nice work there from uh, Brendan Escott to assist in uh, executing a uh, interview with Andrew Cogliano, who in the last hour has signed a one-year extension with the Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. Super happy for him. We didn't have time to get to this, but you know, when he was in Edmonton, he did not see himself as a third-line player. And when he went to Anaheim, he became a third-line player. Hmm. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Stoffer recommendation. Love it. Here we go. We're going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Our owners now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show from Puckpedia, Hart Levine. Hart, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Good. $1.25 million for Andrew Cogliano on a one-year deal. That's kind of the rate for a guy, isn't it? Like for a guy that's a serviceable bottom six NHL forward. I think of Derek Ryan as an example, getting a two-year deal at 1.25. Cogs is a year older than Derek. That's sort of the range, isn't it? Well, I mean, I, I like Cog, but uh, he's coming off a $1 million deal, and he, he only had one point in 18 regular season games with Colorado. So I, I would say, actually, I'd put Derek Ryan you know, a little ahead of that. Like, Derek Ryan still contributes offensively, but it shows there's a bit of a tax for players going on a long playoff run and, and getting all that um, spotlight during all the way to the cup final. Well, it's interesting because uh, Cogliano did have three goals and six points for the Abs in the Stanley Cup playoffs, was a significant contributor for him. All right, this is an interesting time, and uh, you know what? The irony is we, we did this interview, uh, or we booked this interview on Sunday, and that's before we knew that the Ottawa Senators were going to buy out Colin White. So take us through it. It's, it's kind of a unique buyout because it's a one-third uh, buyout. Maybe ex- you tweeted it out today. Maybe explain to our listeners uh, – um, the cost-benefit analysis as to why this buyout made sense for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, so normally buyouts um, are two-thirds of the remaining salary on the contract, but if the player is under 26, it's only one-third. So that, that's one thing to keep in mind when these players sign like long-term deals out of their entry-level deal. There's not nearly as much risk with it as when you sign like an older um, you know, 27, 28-year-old UFA because if you need to buy it out, it's really not that costly. So he had... Uh, 4.75 million times three years uh, cap it left on the deal, but the the buyout cap it is going to be two years for eight hundred seventy five thousand dollars. The third year is actually a cap credit of six hundred twenty five thousand, and then three more years of eight seventy five. So you know that's it's still you don't want to have eight seventy five for for you know five of the next six years. You do get the credit of six twenty five in in that third year. So it's, it's not a lot. 
Um, and, you know, obviously they, they, they're they not happy with the bet. It didn't work out. But the risk and the cost of a, a bet not working out on a guy out of his entry-level deal like that is a lot less than, you know, look at what happened on a James Neal contract, for example, right? That gets bought out. You have a lot left. We're talk, we might talk about a Cassian buyout. It's much different with these younger guys because that's, that's a pretty manageable cap hit. Yeah, no question about it. And I would assume there'd be a fair amount of suitors for him. Um, is this a bit like the Cody Hudson one for you? Remember when he got bought out? Uh, you know, I think there were some people. This, Cody Hudson was a pretty good prospect at one time. And I know I'm actually doing Ottawa radio here at uh, 2 o'clock today, but I know that there were some people that uh, were pretty bullish on, on Colin White. It's, it's, it's certainly an interesting uh, buyout, to say the least. Now, speaking of buyouts, is there a cost-benefit analysis that, you, you, you know, a template that makes sense uh, when you're thinking of buying out a player versus trading a player and giving up a draft choice to do so to get out of a deal? Where's your headspace at at that with Hart? Yeah, I mean, I typically, you know, again, with some exceptions, like maybe this white one, but typically I think of a buyout as the last resort um, because you're, you're, especially if there's multiple years left on the contract because you're taking some pain that, and now you're just spreading it over many years. So, um, you know, I, I always would think that you should you should be comparing the option to burying a guy in the minors, saving 1.125 million by doing that, or and compare. So that obviously doesn't cost you any assets, um, but you sometimes you have less cap savings than a buyout in the in the first year, but you don't have that pain going further out, and also. So that's one option. Another option is to trade with retain. So you know, if we talk like about about a guy like Cassian, you know, 1.6 million cap it for two years. What does it cost? Do you have to give an asset if you trade him at 50%? And if you do, what is that asset? And you got to weigh that against what about just burying him for 1.125 potentially, or buying him out, and then you're going to have a $670,000 cap it for one year. A $1.9 million cap at the next year, and then two more years at $970,000. So those are the those are the things you have to weigh out. And, and obviously, I would think the best option, if you retain him at half and you give up nothing or you give up a late draft pick or, or like a C prospect, that seems like the best option, just a matter of is that on the table for them. Yeah, um, I could foresee a scenario where they're, you know, with Zach, if he does end up, I, I don't think he's going to, I think he gets traded. Um, I, I think they're going to have to give an inducement to make the trade, and that's not going to make fans happy. I think they're going to be upset by that, and I think that's just the reality of the situation. It's and it is what it is because I think the team's going to have to create greater uh, cap flexibility. By the way, are you watching the Duncan Key situation with some interest right now in terms of the potential as what it might mean uh, carrying forward here? If Duncan does decide to retire, we've we've discussed this before, Hart could be a little bit interesting for the NHLPA, couldn't it be? Yeah, I mean, I, I find this really interesting, and we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Like, if you look at the recapture rules, the recapture calculation rules in the in the CBA, you know, it lays out how the calculation works. And the team that had the cap benefit, in this case, is Chicago. They're going to have um, a hit, which is going to be a, a $7.5 million hit. Um, one of the things that was amended in the, in the last CBA is that the most – 
um, recapture cap hit a, a team can have is up to the player's cap hit. So that 7.5 would be split up as 5.5 for one year and then just under $2 million for the next year. But if that's the case, you know, as part of that calculation, it, you would have to say that you have to look at it for all teams. The Oilers had the opposite of a cap benefit. They paid him a lot less than his cap hit, and so there should be a credit of $3.4 million. Um, and in my mind, if you if the NHL assesses the cap uh, recapture hit to Chicago, that's taking you know seven and a half million of cap space out of the league over the next two years. But how could you not follow that same calculation and put back the 3.4 million um, that you know the, the Oilers, the, the team that had them for this that last year, should receive as the cap credit? So, in addition to it being something that I would think the Oilers would want to you know argue about, because again, there's nothing that says there's no cap recapture credit um, in the CBA. I would think that they would potentially have an ally in the NHLPA because. Again, as part of this calculation, why why is the league just deciding to take out $3.4 million of of league-wide cap space for the season? So theoretically, what you're saying is if Duncan Keith does elect to retire, the Oilers should challenge any, you know, they should be receiving a credit. uh, And the PA should be 100% supporting that to ensure that there's more money in the system. Definitely. So, so for sure, they they would get his cap. His cap hit would come off the books. The five point five cap hit would come off the books. The question is, should they also get this three point four million dollar cap credit? Again, there's nothing that I see in the agreement that would say that that they shouldn't get that. It's never happened before, but there's nothing. If you follow the calculation, that's how it should look. So, I would definitely think that the Oilers would would um, question the NHL's position that, that there's no credit available. And, yeah, again, I think the PA should be supportive of that and, and joining in because that's just less money available for, for teams to spend this offseason. All right. We know that Oscar Clefbaum has been on LTIR for the last two seasons, and we expect him on LTIR again this season. And this will be the final year of his seven-year deal. How does things change uh, complexion-wise for the Edmonton Oilers if Mike Smith ends up on LTR for uh, LTIR for this upcoming season? Yeah, so we we talked before, and there's or there's been talk before, like if uh, before this before we were hearing that Smith might retire or not play, would, when just Clefbaum was going to be on LTIR, there was talk. Well, the Oilers would try and trade him, so they don't they're not going to be an LTIR team because um, you know we've gone through the. the the cost of being an LTR team, you don't accrue cap space, um, you know, and you're going to have performance bonus overages. Those are kind of the key ones. Well, if Smith is also going to be on LTIR, trading cost bomb doesn't help you, right? Because you're, you're still, I mean, it saves you cash, but it doesn't help you cap wise because you're going to be an LTIR team. Most likely if, if Smith's on LTIR. So to me, then you, you might as well go the other way. Like you're either in or you're out of LTIR. And if you're in, which, you know, if Smith's on LTIR, then you're going to have cost bomb. That they're in a position where they could potentially be a team that takes on other LTIR players because it, it's not going to impact their cap situation at all. So it doesn't. It's taking on another LTIR player, let's just say like a Furland in Vancouver who's got one year left. That's not going to help them at all from a cap perspective. But as we've seen, teams want to get L- teams don't want to be an LTIR team. They want to get out of it. They would give an asset to get rid of that contract. So 
you know, again, Smith's on LTIR, Clephone's on LTIR. You think you'd make a call to a team like Vancouver. Hey, do you want to be a non-LTIR team this year? What would you give us to take on Furland's final year? Um, or, you know, there's some other teams like that as well. Um, because uh, you, uh, we saw the Islanders, they, they didn't have to give up anything. They got rid of Boychuk to Buffalo so they could get to the floor. But they, in one, one during the season, they went from an LTIR team to out of LTIR, and it makes a big difference. So there's, there's teams like that that want to get out of LTIR. And also during the season, you know, there could be some players that get injured and come on LTIR. And I think that opens up some options for the Oilers. It would cost, like, real cash, real money to, to pay an LTIR player, but it, it, it would create or cause no cap um, hit or, or issues whatsoever. No benefit, no cost of taking on another LTIR player. So the question is, can you get an asset for doing it? Is it possible, in your opinion, that, I mean, right now it doesn't look like the Edmonton Oilers have a lot of cap space. But we don't know about Duncan Keith. We don't know what's going to happen with Zach Cassie. We don't know if there could be another trade. Is it feasible that they could have more cap space than maybe people realize? Well, definitely. I mean, so if you look on Puckpedia right now, they've got $5.5 million of cap space. You add in Clefbaum and Smith potentially being on LTR. That's that's functionally you know just under $12 million of cap space with some guys to resign. Now you take away Duncan Keith's $5.5 million, you know, Now you're getting up to $17.5 million of cap space. Um, you know, they've obviously they've got RFA to resign. They've got to sign either Kane or a replacement, so they've got to use the money. But that certainly opens up some more possibilities. You, then you add another if you get if they win and they get a credit for Kane, now you're over 20 million in cap space. So yeah, it makes a huge swing. You know. They have to replace Keith with somebody, so there's a cost of that. But I mean, they they could be similar to last year, where they've got a lot of cap space open, and it's about like how they want to deploy it, as opposed to just being super tight and and having to create additional cap space as well. And Hart, one more for you. Five years ago today, the Edmonton Oilers signed Connor McDavid to an eight-year extension at a hundred million bucks. Okay, has he outperformed that contract? He leads all players in scoring over the last five seasons. He's got uh, 549 points in 360 games. Of course, he had 33 points in 16 playoff games. Did Pete Chiarelli get a good deal on this guy? Uh, I think that's a no-brainer. I mean, that that one and dry saddle, but yeah, specifically Connor, of course, that's a, that's a huge deal, both for the Oilers, but you, you see it's also kind of set like a little mini cap on players across the league because you know, the kind of the mentality of hockey players that no one wants to try and say like, Oh, I'm, I should get paid more than Connor McDavid for all these years. Right. We'll see here, like in the next year or two, with some guys coming up, is there someone that's going to make it maybe, but he's a pretty humble guy too. Right. We'll see. But I would say like, if Connor had signed a bridge deal, you know, how would the top player right now be 12 and a half million capital? Or would we have guys at 13, 14, 50 million? I, I think if he'd signed the bridge deal, we would see guys up into uh, higher than 12 and a half now, but it's kind of served as a bit of a ca- uh, cap on uh, top players up to now. But yeah, I think that's a huge bargain. I mean, there, there you look at what he produces. You, I don't think there's a cap hit that you could say he wouldn't like perform um, and cover that contract. All right. Final one for you. How busy are you going to be over the next 12 to 15 days? Oh, it's a it's a crazy time. A bunch of screens open and typing and texting and but that's that's fun. You know, love love to hear when there's a big trade, a, a big signing. Um, you know, kind of track down all the details. It's the it's the best time of the year. I mean, the playoffs are fun, obviously, but when you're into the transactions and sort of the business of hockey, this is kind of like the the, the playoffs. This is where all the action happens. All right, uh, how do people follow you? Follow on Twitter at Puckpedia, and the website is puckpedia.com. Awesome stuff. Thanks a lot, Hart. Appreciate it. Thanks. He knows the numbers and he knows the stuff. That's 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hart Levine from Puckpedia. It is currently 149 in Edmonton, and we'll wrap up Oilers now when we return. Blind Melon bringing you back. Nicely done. Brendan Escott, do want to tell you. Just heard from Hart Levine from Puckpedia. He's your Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Andrew Cogliano was on before that. Stanley Cup champion just sent in a one-year extension, 1.25 mil with the Colorado Avalanche. Of course, Spectre joined us, Mark Spectre, for the first hour of uh, 12.30 to 1.30 uh, today. The vehicle pipeline is moving. Our friends at Brent Ridge Ford have a few units in stock. they got more coming on the way. You can check it out with Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang to see if they got the right vehicle for you. If not, they can order one to the exact specifications that you want. You know what? Uncle Milt, he's, you know, he's an uncle, but he's still young at heart, and he can help make it happen for you. Uh, their order bank is getting full. Uh, if you want to be treated fairly when you purchase a vehicle and get outstanding service, call the team at Brent Ridge Ford, one 877 that's 1-877-477-3673. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetasquin. We hinted to this already as we head into this Dan Oilers history for New West Travel. And here's Brendan Escott. Yep, back in 2017, 20-year-old Captain Connor McDavid signs an eight-year, $100 million contract extension with the Oilers after leading the league with 100 points and leading the Oilers into the second round of the playoffs. He said of the deal, quote, if somebody's going to pay me $100 million to do what I would do anyway on a regular day, it's insane. He added, it's uh, very special, and to do that in Edmonton makes it even better, end quote. There you go. Uh, I, at this time, I, I do want to mention, we got literally hundreds of texts that came in on today's show, and I'd like to thank everybody uh, for their uh, perspective. <laughs> uh, this text comes in from Edmonton Quibbs. Well, if Hart Levine's listening right now, he'll like it on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Hey, Bob, when does Gary Bettman uh, retire? Hart Levine needs to be in charge of business for the NHL. He could run circles around Gary Bettman. And again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, I said it last year, and I'll ask it uh, for it again. Nikita Zadorov is a much better defenseman, especially if he was paired with Barry. Um, That should be the target. Hmm. Hmm. Do you know who represents Nikita Zadorov? Dan Milstein, who's also got a Vander Kane. Eh, just food for thought. All right. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we are back at it uh, with Oilers now, and guests will include Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, the former general manager. I guess technically he's no longer with the NHL Network, so former uh, GM. 
of the Tampa Bay Lightning and the man that started Octagon's player agency, Brian Lawton. The cult of hockey writer for the Edmonton Journal, David Staples. Our NHL insider, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. We're working on one of the one other guest as well. Reed Wilkins has inside Sports Night from 6 to 8. Brendan Escott, what's he got? You're going to hear from uh, Sportsnet Sam Cosentino, a uh, preview of the NHL entry draft. What could still be available for the Oilers at 29th overall? And then they're heading out to the Brick Tournament, talking to members of Team Brick. There you have it. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Then Angela Coquat today from 2 to 3, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with guest host, longtime Calgary-based sports personality, Jock Wilson. Back at you tomorrow at noon. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.